Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Schlow Network. In this podcast, I'm just going to be talking about myself, giving everybody a bit of information about who I am, um, where I'm from, what I enjoy, and probably give a rundown on what the future podcast episodes will be about. So to get started on things i was born in manchester in the uk in 1998 so at the moment i am 21 years old um at in 2006 at the i think i was about eight years old my family moved to the gold coast in queensland australia so my dad has family on the gold coast so for us to move from one side of the world to the other side wasn't actually too bad because we actually had um, relatives there already. So it was almost um, quite an easy transition moving to that part of the world type of thing. Um, so we spent four years of my life living um, on the Gold Coast. And to be honest, it was quite good. Um, the only sort of complaints I had about living there was the heat. I just could not take the warm weather because if anybody has ever been to the Gold Coast, it is very sort of stereotypical um, Australian, what people normally assume Australia is like. So it's always pretty hot. Um, So we're talking sort of normal summer days, 30 Uh, degrees celsius plus whereas in england a normal sort of day is about 15 degrees and that's summer weather um so that took a long time to go from such cold weather to such warm weather for your body to acclimatize to it so in about 2009 my parents came and visited um tasmania on a holiday um And what happened was they absolutely fell in love with the place. And the following year, so 2010, um, we actually ended up moving down here. So Tasmania is a small island at the bottom of Australia. So it's still still, um, part of Australia. So it is a state of Australia, um, but it's detached and it's its own little island. So, and to me, really, having spent nine years down here, um, all the friends I've made down here, this is where I consider my home. So I would say that personally, my home is Tasmania. I'm always going to consider myself as English no matter what, and I'm always going to consider myself a Mancunian, but my home is Tasmania. Um, so all the friends that I have down here, I've known now for coming up to... 10 years I want to say at the end of this year um so quite a long time and my friends are actually the inspiration for the name of the podcast so a couple of years ago one of my better friends his was telling us story about his dad um and how his mum and his dad one night were having a little argument and um his mum said something and his dad just followed up with Oh, schlow. 
and he found that really sort of funny and he asked him what it means and basically what it is it's just a made-up word that can be said to absolutely anything so depending on the context that you use it then depends on um what it means so if someone was to say um i've just been rejected by a girl and you go oh slow so it's like sad type of meaning and unlucky whereas if someone was to say oh i've just found five dollars on the ground here oh slow so it's a bit of exciting news um but for me it means quite a lot so what happened was after he told us about the story we ended up using it in our group chat quite a lot just to pretty much answer anything and um for me i used it as a bit of a tribute towards uh, my friends as this is how much it means to me i got their word actually tattooed on my leg so that was a bit of um an awkward situation to explain to the tattoo artist that it's just a made-up word but it's a bit of a sort of a tribute to my friends to show that they're all a good bunch of lads um so that's where the name of the podcast comes from it's um a little bit interesting really the name but yeah that's sort of the name of the podcast um but moving on from that a little bit more information about myself i currently work at one of australia's biggest supermarkets um and i've worked there for in october it will be five years so um it's quite a interesting place to work at times um and i probably will end up doing a podcast about it just the strange experiences i've had with certain managers and certain customers that just drive me a little bit insane at times but i do have some quite funny stories that i think would um make quite a good episode so that would be one of the episodes that i'd like to talk about i don't actually want to say the name of the supermarket in case um it gets back to them and i get in a little bit of trouble because that's my only source of income at the moment (laughs) um so hopefully if this takes takes off and i can somehow get a little bit of money from making this podcast hopefully i can leave the supermarket job but those chances are a little bit slim but let's hope hey um now moving on from that um the few of the other things that i quite enjoy and i hopefully will be talking a little bit about and maybe make a few episodes dedicated to certain things is i have quite a big um joy for sport so the main sport that i really follow would be soccer or football um big being from manchester i'm a big manchester city fan so that's the team i support i've even got their logo tattooed on my leg so they're going with me to the grave no matter what so hopefully at the end of the season um of the premier league season i will hopefully be doing a recap of their season be doing a recap of the whole the premier league as a whole um my expectations for the following season 
what I think teams need to go out and buy in the transfer market. And just talking a little bit about that. Um, other sports that I quite enjoy are um, mixed martial arts. So going into that in a little bit in detail, Conor McGregor brought me into the support um, just with his crazy antics, obviously his whole, um, the way he dresses, the way he acts, even the way he fights, it's all quite enjoyable to watch. But obviously because he's not fought for a little while, Ever since he brought me in, I've been doing a bit more research, going back, watching older fights, watching, trying to watch all the pay-per-views, um, and I'm hopefully going to do a recap of the March 3rd pay-per-view coming up. Um, it's just absolutely stacked. Like There's so many good fights. Um, so hopefully going into the future, doing recaps of big UFC events, um, just given my opinion on the fights, given my opinion on some of the news from fights and possible fights coming up about who I think has the best chances and those sorts of things. Um, but going into UFC a little bit more, um, I'd say my favourite UFC fight that I think I've watched um not live, sadly. I would have really enjoyed to watch it live, um, even live through the pay-per-view. But going back and watching it was still just as amazing to watch. Was um, Michael Bisping versus uh, Anderson Silva. That fight for five rounds was just unbelievable. Um, if you ever get any spare time, just search it on youtube and just have a watch it is one of the most amazing fights i think i've seen it's just back and forwards the near enough the whole time um being a big fan of bisping because he's english like myself um watching him go into that fight knowing that he was an underdog and then seeing that he ended up winning it was just amazing uh, but one of the best fights i think that i watched live through pay-per-view would have to be Derek Lewis when he fought. I can't remember his name, but he was a Russian fighter. This really tall Russian fighter. Um, and if you don't know who Derek Lewis is, he's this um, African-American guy, really big. When I say big, I mean fat. Like he's got a big gut on him. Um, and he's just known as sort of a um, knockout king. So he just not the best fighter but he's got the power behind his punches that's just can one punch can knock you clean out so in that fight watching it it was on the McGregor uh, Khabib pay-per-view so he was on that card and he literally just was losing the whole three rounds there's about eight seconds to go and he just lands one big punch on this Russian guy and that's it that's the fight he then goes on to um celebrate take his pants off um to which when joe rogan gets in the cage and starts interviewing him asks why he took his pants off to which he replied his balls were hot so that would um that has made me a fan of him just because he is a, just an absolute character and a half 
Um, and then hopefully another quick topic, and it's a bit like shooting yourself in the foot when you mention that you enjoy it, but my guilty pleasure would have to be wrestling. So not only sort of WWE, I really enjoy the New Japan wrestling, really enjoy Ring of Honor. Um, and I'm quite looking forward to this all elite wrestling that um, the Young Bucks and Cody and Kenny Omega are all starting. So hopefully for sort of some of the bigger uh, pay-per-views, hopefully I can try and do a recap of those, talk about the fights, um, talk about um, upcoming pay-per-views, my thoughts, what I think is going to happen. Obviously, when you mention the um, re- that you like wrestling, people immediately say, oh, well, it's fake. Um, which, obviously, the result at the end is what's fake. It's not the actual performing itself. So, obviously, no one's getting hit in the face. No one's getting kicked. No one's that sort of thing. But if you were to, say, fall back first all the time onto like a hard mat it is gonna hurt at one point so i personally enjoy the the athleticism that people have to just be able to jump do flips over ropes land on land safely um i do find that really enjoyable to watch so hopefully in the future I can talk a little bit about upcoming pay-per-views and um, yeah, so that's what I'm hoping to talk about in future episodes of um, the podcast. But at the end of most podcasts, I'm also going to be trying to talk about um, big news stories or things that I find quite interesting and give my opinion on them. So for me, I'm quite a big, um, almost a sneakerhead, I guess you could say. So I quite enjoy um, looking at different fashion, different pairs of shoes that companies are bringing out. Um, All those sorts of things, really. I quite enjoy reading about it. Um, And I'm just, even like with all sorts of sports, I quite enjoy talking about so going into sort of your cricket matches, talking about anything that's happened about those, um, talking about world politics, trying to get my head around things like that, and hopefully um, talking about happy news as well, so things that are quite inspirational and giving my opinion on them. Um, And also in future episodes of the podcast, I'm hoping to try and get guests on. So whether that's a few of my friends, a few of my work colleagues, um, maybe even social media personalities, um, depending on whether or not they're happy to come on and give their story. Um, But yeah, that's what I'm hoping to come out of the podcast. But at the end of the day, it may not happen a lot of the times. Um... But going on from talking about what I'm hopefully going to talk about and make podcasts about, the inspirations that I have behind wanting to make a podcast, there's probably three or four big people that really made me want to go out and make my own podcast. One of those being 
Joe Rogan, who to me is and should be to everybody the godfather of podcasting. He is just an absolute freak when it comes to podcasting. He just pumps out probably nine hours a week plus of just high quality um, footage and talks about all sorts of different things. He's a really knowledgeable guy um, and he just makes high quality podcasts. Even the guests he has on, their stories are always unbelievable um, and really interesting to listen to. Um, another person that is a massive massive inspiration um is the true geordie so he does a podcast with lawrence mckenna and he's another one that he just gets on so a lot of older uh soccer players so he had a few of those on so alan shearer's ian wrights um he gets on a few he's had a uh john kavanagh on before who's um conor mcgregor's uh mma coach and he spoke a bit about his um, story. So he's really one of my inspirations to go out there and make a podcast and hopefully make it to half as good of standard as he makes. Um, and I'll be very happy. And then another uh, big sort of inspiration is uh, Brendan Shaw. So he has three podcasts that I know of. He does one with Brian Callan where because the both of them are comedians they just sort of take the piss out of each other a little bit and then go on to um talk about sort of news topics and give their information about things that have happened um and then he also does a mma slash sort of your boxing sort of fighting podcast where he pretty much sometimes has ufc fighters on he sometimes has boxers on um, and sometimes he just does it by himself where he recaps fights and then he talks about upcoming fights so that's my sort of inspiration for probably doing a UFC styled recap or even like sort of a big boxing event recaps um, that's where I'm getting my inspiration for from that and he also does a podcast with Theo Vaughn who's another comedian and in that podcast really they're more um, get people to send in um, questions and send in like pictures and they pretty much just sort of take the piss the whole time and it's pr more of a comedic podcast than sort of an information based podcast my fourth um, inspiration for starting a podcast would have to be um, Ricky Gervais so I think his his podcast is probably one of the very first podcast that I ever listened to um, I'm a big fan of Ricky Gervais I think he's quite funny um, and I do agree with a lot of his opinions so so they're really the four inspirations behind me starting a podcast um, and I'd say a lot of people if they have never heard of them before should go out there and have a listen to their podcast um, yeah they're quite good so moving on from that this is probably going to be one of the shorter episodes of the podcast as it's more of a sort of get to know me um get to know the name of the podcast why it's been chosen um especially when the next couple of podcasts i have coming out will be quite uh long quite detailed 
based on a very specific type of thing. So what I'm going to do now is just talk about a few news stories that really caught my eye. Um, the first one that I like is because it's really taken the light off the fact that the West Indies actually beat England in the Test um, series. So what's happened is um, in cricket there's stump mics. So what happens is if, say, players are sledging, so chatting and taking the piss out of each other almost, trying to put each other off behind the stumps, they pick up, um, the microphones pick up sort of little things that they're saying. Um, And one of the stump mics has picked up Joe Root saying, don't use it as an insult. There's nothing wrong with being gay. So the bowler at the time was Shannon Gabriel. So what I would say has happened... He has come out and tried to sort of sledge Joe Root by calling him gay, to which Joe Root has applied with, re- replied with what I said, um, don't use it as an insult, there's nothing wrong with being gay, to which he's now being sort of praised and applauded all around the world, which I think is really good of him to come out and say that. Um, obviously, he didn't expect it to be um, such a big thing for him, and big sort of praise for him to come out and say it. But it's really shown him as a massive role model for the game of cricket and going forward possibly a um, inspiration and ambassador for that LGBT community. Um, so yeah, I think it's a good good job for uh, Joe Root to come out and say that. Um, obviously things can get a bit heated in sport and you hope that Shannon Gabriel isn't actually homophobic but for him saying it he has been given a ban by the ICC for four four games so he will miss the whole one day series between England and West Indies um moving on from that one another bit of news that really caught my eye was Gucci have decided um, to bring out a pair of shoes that cost just under $1,200 that are purposely distressed and dirty. Now, for me personally, I go absolutely crazy whenever my shoes are dirty. I just, it really triggers my OCD. Um, they just, I need my shoes to be clean. It annoys me when there's even a slight mark on them. And for Gucci to release shoes that are $1,200 to then look dirty, um, that look completely worn in, um, the leather, which on the normal shoe is supposed to be white, is now looked like they've been dragged through mud. I think that's just insane. Um, and I then the previous week, Gucci were also... Um, sort of accused of racial overtones because they released a women's jumper that is completely black that the neck goes up to the mouth and it has red lips so it almost looks like a um, a gollywog doll which are super racist so they're just there's something about Gucci that I just really don't understand. I think they try too hard at times to make 
um, fashion forward trends when some of them are just ridiculous. So that jumper cost $900 to pretty much make you look like a racist. Um, yeah, it's definitely not the best look to go about. And I think if you have, if you have $900 to spend on a jumper, then you may want to look somewhere else and pay for a fashion consultant because spending $900 to have a racist jumper is a little bit strange to me personally, I think. Um, more news that I find quite interesting. US Senator Ted Cruz um, thinks that the convicted um, drug cartel um, leader El Chapo should be financing the um, border wall that Trump wants to build. So what happened was in the one of a New York courtroom, El Chapo was convicted of 10 counts on drug trafficking, weapons violations and money laundering. So what that means is he is now pretty much getting put in prison in the US and the US prosecutors are seeking $14 billion US in drug profits and other assets. So Ted Cruz has come out and said that that money should be used to build the almost $6 billion wall that Trump wants to build. Um, on the Monday just gone, the um, US government uh, agreed to provide $1.4 to help build the wall. But given the fact that El Chapo has $14 billion that needs to be collected um, and brought up from by the prosecutors, there, Ted Cruz has come out and said that it would go a very long way to secure southern borders and help with the border patrol, which I think really makes sense considering that when Trump was elected, he was pushing this wall. So for him to then use El Chapo's money to build the wall, it offsets the costs, obviously, um, which takes away from the American people having to pay for it. Um, and a couple of other things that I want to say about the US government, with the whole um, fact that Trump closed the government a couple of weeks ago, I was watching a video where a man who was contracted, um, a contracted security worker for the government, he completely stopped working because he was contracted and when you're contracted, um, you just come in sort of when they need you. So he was working almost full time as a contracted worker. So when the government closed, what happened was all those people that were permanent staff had to continue working um, without pay and they were promised to get paid as soon as the government reopened. So those people that were contracted workers, they stopped working and they weren't even gonna get paid when they came back. So for them, they had to dig into their sort of um, savings and use their money all because Trump had a 
suck about the government not giving him money to um, fund this great big wall that he's trying to build. <laughs> um, so part of me thinks, even though he's promised from the when he was running for president to build the wall, I think the fact that he then decided to close the government, making people lose their money, use their own sort of savings that they could have been using to buy a house to not pay them was a little bit insensitive, but that's just what Trump is, I guess. He doesn't give a shit about anyone else other than himself, really. Um, so, a couple of other things. So, coming up in sport, we have a very big fight this weekend in the UFC between Cain Velasquez and Francis Ngannou. If you can um, watch that fight, please do. It is going to be pretty much just a big swing fest. They're going to be swinging to knock each other out. Um, part of me thinks Ngannou's going to win. Kane hasn't fought in quite a while. Um, he's 36. Francis is only 32. And Francis is just scary. He's a big, scary man, Francis Ngannou. He's taller. His reach is bigger. It's hard to look past him, really. Um, other people on that card, the James Vick, Paul Felder, that's a good fight as well. That one really could go either way. Um, you think Vick's probably going to win, but you never know, really. Um, other big fight news... Um, Anthony Joshua has just um, announced that he is fighting Madison Square Garden. It's the first time he's fought um, in America. And a lot of people are still giving him a hard time about the fact that he was trying to duck and dodge uh, the Tyson Furies and the Deontay Wilder. I think really, in my opinion, if... You can earn money from fighting easy fighters and you can earn almost the same amount of money from easy fights that you're guaranteed to win. You're not going to take damage on. Then you may as well keep fighting those easy fighters until big, big money comes in for, say, a Fury fight or a Wilder fight. Because even though everyone wants to see Fury versus Joshua, a lot of people don't actually think it's going to happen because Wilder vs. Fury has to have a rematch. And I think the Wilder Fury rematch makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think it needs to happen in the UK. Um, but Wilder being the champion, it may happen in America again. But they could easily sell out Wembley, those two. Um... But then you also have to think, well, by Joshua not fighting these bigger stars, it then takes away from his star potential and it makes sort of the Fury and Wilder look like the most high-profile boxers in the world. So good on Joshua for going out of his comfort zone and going to America to fight. I think that makes a lot of sense. 
But I also think he needs to look at fighting Wilder. He needs to look at fighting Fury. Um, obviously, a lot of people don't think the Fury fight's going to happen. But I think it needs to happen just because with the way boxing is at the moment, that's, that is the super fight. It, it, we have the most sort of talented heavyweights we've had in so long that I think those three, Fury versus Joshua just has to happen. I think there's no way around it. It has to happen. Um, but you never know. It might not happen and then it'll be a big miss. Um, and also with more fight rumours, Conor McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone, they reckon that is going to take place. And there's big talks that it's going to happen over in Ireland. In, I think they said Aviva Stadium, which is like an 80,000 people stadium. So that will probably become the highest um, pay-per-view of all time for the UFC, I'd say. The fact that Cowboy's running on so much um, popularity at the moment that he just... The whole of America likes Cowboy, it seems. I don't... Everyone that I've spoken to that enjoys the UFC, I've not heard of anyone say anything bad about Cowboy. They all enjoy watching his fights. And his last fight, that head kick that won him the fight was just unbelievable. And I think McGregor being the superstar he is, you're just going to see maybe 3 million pay-per-view buyers at least. So I'd say that's probably McGregor's next fight would probably be Cowboy. And then I think if the if his last fight is the Diaz trilogy, he's literally going to be walking off into the sunset with gajillions of dollars in his pocket. Like, I mean, he's already rich as shit from his whiskey deal. Um, so really he doesn't have to fight, but he's so much of a lunatic that he loves fighting so much that those two fights would be the biggest fights for him. Um, yeah, so I'd say that's probably going to be the end of this first podcast. It's not been very long, but if you've made it to this point, I appreciate it. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and put the bell on, and you will receive notifications every time I post. If you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, please subscribe on there. And thank you so much for listening.